All right. So if you decide to listen, you'll hear banjo music at the beginning and the end. thinking i can talk to the other um people that have podcasts for like other college teams like the longhorns podcasts uh some of the usc ones something like that Ooh, maybe okay. carrie knows about jackson what do you mean so well, carrie carrie love no um carrie Steele is a uh is a big USC fan because that's her alma mater. Oh, awesome. So maybe yeah. she knows. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, so maybe uh, maybe we can get some people that follow those teams or do podcasts about those teams to come on and chit-chat with us. I like it. Cool. I'll send some feelers out. Yeah, I like it. I, I feel like we should be – I feel like we can start growing our, our brand, but – it depends on how serious we start to take it. Yeah. Anyway, also, we started as a joke, so. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, and also, Bryce Sturk is an undrafted. Uh, they want him to play tight end, but he went to MSU. I saw so that. I'm going to message him and be like, or try and message him and be like, hey, you want to come on this podcast? Yeah, I got a bottle of gin here if you want to. <laughs> That'd be but, so. Awesome. I wonder if there's any school not. players that went to went to the NFL. Dude, there was know. a there was a punter from the school mines when I was a freshman who literally had a 97 yard punt. Not even. Dang. Um, I think that was not happened, even rolling or. No, it was a rolling one, but. Oh. Um, they uh, the other team like went for the full out block, so they didn't have a return guy. Oh, I remember seeing that. They snapped it from the three, and this dude booted it from the back of the end zone, and it rolled all the way down, dude. Like, perfect. It was fucking awesome. I remember watching it. Like, that Like that ball, I swear, was like seven yards in the air. At I, feel <laughs> like he, I feel like he averaged like a 67-yard punt his senior year. And then... Um, I know that there was a high school kicker that I played against who went to like FSU and he uh, like on kickoffs, like he would kick it through the field goal post every time. Oh, nice. Like from, from the 35, like in high school, all the way to the field goal post. He made a 67 yard field goal against us. That's pretty good. Yeah. Dude was, dude was a stud. Hell yeah. No, I like that idea, and like, uh, I don't know, I, I like having our friends on because it's fun. 
but I wonder like how serious we should actually start to take this thing. I think, I think we shouldn't take ourselves seriously, but taking the podcast seriously is cool. Cause once we start taking ourselves seriously, then we're going to end up being like three arts per carry people. You oh know? God. Well, I'm like, I don't think I've tweeted like one thing on Twitter. That's been like, it's been a while since I've been, you know, like really analytical and said like, Hey, I think that this guy's going to do really well because of this situation. Like I, yeah. I literally like my, my tweet about the draft was the picture of rampage Jackson tearing apart a door that was like every draft pick sends to a, and it was like <laughs> about it tearing, you know, the door bar because of Charles Harris, the guy that, kick the door in for charles harris you know, right. that was my so like i don't think i've legitimately tweeted anything that says like yeah uh you know matt Breda, we got a proven running back that's you know top half in the league in skill the fastest player on the field for a fifth round pick after everybody was shitting on them for not drafting a running back in the first few rounds but he's 25 years old He's already been on an established team that just played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It doesn't, like, the 49ers, in my opinion, for sticking with Mostert instead of Pareto was a poor decision on their end. But honestly, I think Mostert's pretty pretty good. Like, I think the 49ers just had, like, a plethora of good running backs, and they're just like, uh, well... well here's Brita, like, <laughs> we want this well, other guy. <laughs> I also wonder if they're ready for Jarek McKinnon to come back from injury. That's what I'm thinking, because they got McKinnon, they had Mostert, they had uh, Brita, and then they had one other one, I think, right? Right. So, I mean, I just, it's just a, it's a weird situation for me. But at the same time, you know, the Dolphins have had such success in drafting running backs in, like, third and fifth rounds. So mm-hmm. if, if Breda has any kind of success in Miami, like Kenyon Drake or Jay Jai or anybody like that had, it's mm-hmm. going to be an absolute steal. And if we're moving with the youth movement, he is like the ideal person to be bringing in, whether it be free agency or a trade. You know what I mean? Like it's just like his fit is phenomenal. And I actually have one of my coworkers is uh, a Georgia, Georgia Southern alum. So he's been following Matt Breda since he played in college. And I texted him. And mm-hmm. I was like, Matt Breda's a dolphin. He's like, you guys got an absolute stud. Like, he's going to be so good. And going back to the analytical part, he's a different style of runner than Jordan Howard. So if we're right. moving on, you know, from having fucking Bellage and Patrick Laird and um, whoever that other guy is, that doesn't matter. Like, Jordan Howard had was a leading rusher. Like he finished number two in the league his rookie year or something. And he only played 14 games. So, and then last year he went to the Eagles and he got half the carries, not even half the carries. So like poor on their part because they ran like a poor offense, you know? So if the dolphins are drafting these huge tanks and switching to a physical team where they're actually going to run the ball because of the players that they have in place, and they put a speedy guy that just needs one cut in Brita or Jordan Howard that can run up the middle and actually like break a tackle, then maybe they're doing everything right. And it's just it's just weird. It's weird for me because I really don't want to have any expectations. But it seems like 
everything that they're doing is what they're supposed to be doing. Honestly, you might you might need to get an expectation. I hate to say it, but I you might have I to just let right, it happen. Man. Well, I'm like just just not a high expectation. You know what I mean? Like a I think we'll get eight games. You know, something something nice and soft, and then you can kind of build up from there. Well, I'm just I'm just trying to think like it's hard for me to think that the Texans pick that we got for Laramie Tunsil isn't going to be a top 10 next year. Like, it seems like the Texans team is collapsing right now. And right. Deshaun Watts, this will be Deshaun Watson's third year, right? Yeah. So he's like, technically, fourth, maybe. So, no, I, I think it, well, he was drafted the same year as Mahomes. So this will be his third. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, this will be his fourth. Because Mahomes sat a year, got MVP a second year, won Super Bowl third. So this will be their fourth year. So that means that the Texans will have to do his fifth round option or fifth year option next year. But at the same time, like he might get to the point where he's like, fuck you, I'm not going to play hard for you because you guys are screwing me over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to think of like how the Texans play and then how the Texans play directly will relate to how we draft next year. Oh, I agree. I'm with you on that 100%. It's going to be like, I mean, just because of how good he is, he seems to be good despite, like the the Texans in general seem to be good despite Bill O'Brien. So, but I can't see him, I mean, I can't see him losing more than six. I mean, sorry, losing more than ten. But I also don't see him winning more than uh, more than ten either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they might still make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be in the six to ten win range. The only the only problem that the Texans have is their division is the Titans, the Jaguars, and yeah, the Colts. Uh, and I the don't... Colts are going to be good this year. You think the Colts are going to be good? With yeah. So that means that the Texans got to beat, you know, two teams that are going to be really well twice. You know, mm-hmm. that's games that might end up all being losses. And then the twelve remaining, the twelve remaining games, they have to win ten of them. Like that just seems really difficult. And then, no matter what the Jaguars do, like it seems like interdivision games are always a toss-up. So. You know, the Texans have a chance to finish three and three at best in their division. Yep. And then also, um, so there's that. And then here's the uh, here's the list of the people that the Texans play, right? Like they play the Colts, Jaguars, and Titans, of course. Then they play the Ravens, the Bengals, the Packers, the Vikings, the Patriots, which is, you know, yeah. Who knows how they'll be this year. Um, then they're going to play, you know, their old teams again. Uh, the Bears, not that great. The Browns, wild card, you know. Uh, the Lions, which probably won't be that good. And then the Chiefs and the Steelers. Man, that just seems like killer schedule, to be honest. Yeah, that's one, two, three. I want that one, 
two, three, four, five, five teams um, that aren't five in their division the- that went to the playoffs last year. Yeah, five teams that went to the playoffs, two teams that played in the AFC Championship game, the team that won the Super Bowl, the team that should have went to the Super Bowl. Like, yep. that's just... The Steelers aren't, a, aren't slouches. I'm curious to see what the Steelers do at quarterback. Because they ben really should do... hasn't retired yet, correct? Correct. Mason, Rudolph, Mason Rudolph's not the answer. Um, I think they like Delvin Hodges more than they like Rudolph. So, well, yeah, but Duck Hodges, like, struggled really bad, too. I think the Steelers need to take Cam Newton. Oh, shit, that would be fucking awesome. I, I can't believe Cam hasn't signed his team yet. Like, I can't either. I think... Jameson got a contract before Cam. That's just... The only did, reason he sign, I, did, he, did James end up signing with the Saints? Yeah, I think it was just a one-year, like, $5 million deal. Like, basically okay. the exact same... It was, like, exact same contract that they offered to... Teddy Bridgewater. Gotcha. Yeah, because I saw that uh, I thought he was talking with the Saints, but I didn't know if he had actually gotten a deal done. But uh, Yeah, because I, I retweeted a thing that was like, Jameis Winston has completed 10 passes to New Orleans Saints players. And then it was like, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill has completed 7. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, okay, that's right. Uh, but I think, I think the thing with Cam is, like, because the teams can't do an actual, like, no-shit physical with him yet because of all this corona shit, I think that's why he hasn't signed. Oh, man, he's going to be, like, from every video that he's posted on his, you know, his Instagram feeds or whatever, it just looks like Cam's just ready to go. Like, he's got something to prove. He's a former MVP that carried his team. Like, Ted Ginn had 10 touchdowns. Yeah, throwing to him. He mm-hmm. set he like set records for his rookie year. You know, he had like a thousand yards rushing, four thousand yards passing. He had a fifty touchdown season. I just don't mm-hmm. see how. I I don't see it. I don't see how he is not a coveted free agent. Like, what is the deal? Is it because his diet sucks, or is it because his divaism? <laughs> Antonio I think the divaism doesn't ha- help any, but I think it. I really think it's because of his injuries. Like I really think that once this whole thing's over, this whole COVID thing, or at least not over enough, you know, I think you're gonna see. Oh, Cam Newton is visited this team in the news, and then you're gonna see he is signed with this team after passing a physical. And then the person's going to come up on the thing and be like, yeah, well, we wanted to sign him earlier, but, you know, with the whole COVID thing, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's going to go, oh, yeah. And then you're going to be like, damn, Haggy was right. I like that. <laughs> I do like that. I mean, I just I just think that he's still he's, – he's got to be a top 15 quarterback. He's got to be. There Easily. can't be that many good quarterbacks. And then think about the teams where, you know – their quarterbacks are 35 years old. And who do the Redskins have? They got Alex Smith, who might be coming back from the craziest leg injury ever. Speaking of Alex Smith, like from a guy who's had really significant knee injuries, that guy is a god amongst men right now from trying mm-hmm. to back. 
that is just insane. So, yep. mad kudos to Mr. Smith. Like, Nine. Joe Seisman didn't come back from that. No. No, he didn't. I mean, but. like, we're talking, we talked about, we talked about Tua earlier. His hip injury was really similar to Bo Jackson. And Bo Jackson was a dual sport athlete who was basically untouchable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the modern medicine is really helpful on all that. Well, yeah, it's, it's gotta be the main reason. I don't see how else it could be, you know, anything short of that. ACL recovery used to be a year long thing. And, We've seen Adrian Peterson, Chris Harris Jr. come back and have Pro Bowl seasons six months after they had theirs. True. Adrian Peterson had 2,000 yards rushing after his ACL injury. Yeah. So, Which was ridiculous. Oh, my God. And he's okay. still on the Redskins. Yeah, that's true. I, did, I forgot about that. I think he had like 900 yards rushing last year, and they kind of bottled him, so. It's got to let I didn't go, man. Think he, I didn't think he got that far, but yeah, I mean, he was pretty productive once they started using him. Like you could tell just how much the coaching staff and there sucked. But now that they got Ron Rivera, it's going to be lit. But uh, here's a list of like I found a tweet earlier today. It was like how many teams could Cam Newton start for right now? Here's my list. Right, the Chargers, the Rams, the Vikings, the Bills, the Jets, the Pats. The Giants, the Eagles, the Redskins, the Jaguars, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Bears, the Raiders, and the Broncos. I don't. Was that before or after this draft? This was after this draft. Now uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying a... I'm not saying would start because they have people. I'm saying like he's better than what people have now. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, but like you got to hope that Tua and Joe Burrow are on the same level as Cam Newton, at least, right? I mean, you have to hope that. You almost got to think. I don't think they're going to be that this year. Oh, I forgot to even write the Bengals in there. No, no, I did write the Bengals. You almost got to throw that same shade in there as, like, with the Chargers, you know? Right. I mean, they got a – like, I put – like, he's going to be – he's definitely better than Justin Herbert easily. I would agree. I would agree. But yeah, like I just, I just picked like these are the guys he could he could start over. Like they not necessarily they're going to let him because they have like Tua or Burrow or Herbert or Ben Roethlisberger. Luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I think like he would be able to go there and start. So I'm not a I'm not a Broncos fan. I try not to be. But because I live in Western South Dakota, there's a lot of, you know, fellow Broncos fans around here. My roommate and also one of my other best friends is a big Broncos fan. So I feel you're. What the Broncos did by drafting wide receivers early to compliment Cortland Sutton and give, you know, Noah Fant and uh, Drew Locke something to move forward like that is. Their offense is going to be really scary if they can pull it all together. Especially since they got Melvin Gordon, and then yes. they picked up some. Um, they picked up some offensive linemen in the free agency, and they picked up uh, a very like um, one of the guards that they put would have had a second round draft grade, but he uh, he had some sort of like knee problem. 
Um, so he, they just grabbed him too. I think that was a steal. Um, I was just talking to my roommate, or not my roommate, my friend, my best friend about this. Uh, my roommate was actually kind of pissed that they got. Uh, well, he was, he was, he was like, all right, cool, Judy's good, you know. Put someone opposite of Cortland Sutton or put him in the slot, whatever. And then when they picked up the wide receiver out of Penn State, he's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> we need a, we need a D tackle." Nope. Like, yep. And I was laughing so, about that, but well, okay, they went from having Emmanuel Sanders with all that production, right? Like Emmanuel Sanders was number one. You know, I would argue that for a little while there, he should have been considered as a top ten wide receiver in the league. But I think he was even depending on the year. They traded him to the 49ers and then they went out and drafted. I think Judy was the best wide receiver in the draft. I I think it was CeeDee Lamb, but Judy is like right up there. So, so, I mean, it's just, it's, it's weird that it ended up being that way. So it's, it's cool for them. And then just like moving forward, you know, like even though they needed a defensive tackle, Fangio is supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, so he might be able to pull, you know, something out of nothing in that position. So by drafting well for the offense to help complement a coach that might not know a lot about the offense, I think it's a good move. I do. I really do. I think so too. If we ever get booted off a of Dolphins Twitter, we should do a Broncos podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get shadow banned like like fourth and inches. Yep. Uh, he needs to get off that show, though. Like, I, I listened to the new episode today, and Vero was just saying some crazy shit about him and Tone on on this rant that he had. I don't understand. I don't understand the Verno, but I don't either. But I'm trying to make us a fan of every podcast or a friend of every podcast, obviously, except that, for regards the last. Gary. Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> so, well, my phone's blowing up right now because I'm guessing they didn't mute the chat long enough. And I actually just pulled into my work parking spot. I'm wearing Sounds good. Oh, wait. That I washed. So they're really small. I feel like I'm wearing skinny jeans. Yeah, we like doubled the length of this too. You might have to just cut okay. this out and put it in our <laughs> in the bonus episode. I'm going to split it. Nice. I'm going to split it, and I'll, we can drop two tomorrow. Sounds good. Just have a whole bunch of podcasts this week. Fuck I it. love it. 